Hey fans, we are back. The PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast is here. Elio Canella alongside the man that's always piercing barriers, Ben Pierce. It's a special night because usually we are on Saturdays. However, tomorrow night is the AEW Full Gear Pay-Per-View from Baltimore, Maryland. And normally we would be on right after the show. However, we're going to switch days once more and uh, be on here again on Sunday night to give our reactions to the pay-per-view. Ben, how are you doing? I'm good, man. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of weird that I got all this you know, wrestling stuff happening in my hometown and I'm not actually uh, going to go to the show. I know what's going on. You're turning into me. Every time, every time, every time wrestling comes to Toronto, I can never go because there's no one around here that wants to, that ever wants to, or that watches it. Well, uh, but in, in my case, it's, it's just, you know, the parents don't want to uh, drive all the way into the city, largely, largely for safety concerns. Uh, so That's true. Especially, especially at night, so... But I'm good, and uh, you know I still get to watch the show, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I probably won't even get the pay per view. I'll just watch it like the next day or something. Um, but I'm am still excited for the show. Right. Uh, it, it'll it'll be it'll be interesting to see if this uh, measures up to like you know all out or uh, some of the previous shows. Um, because from what I'm looking at outside of uh, like the two big matches, it seems like a limited card to me at least. So I, I would be interested to get your um, to get your feedback once we go through um, what was the go home show yes. to uh, um, to the pay per view that uh, some good uh, some good some bad but. Uh, it, overall, it wasn't uh, the greatest go home show. I don't think it was. No, and, and, and what's so interesting, you know, as we as we were talking about a few minutes ago, um, you know, I I can definitely see the positive stuff about AEW and, and why everybody's so excited, and I I would have to count myself mm-hmm. as being among the excited group, but it, it's just. A lot of I don't know if it's just because they're new or or what's going on, but but they gotta iron out some of the kinks here. Yeah. And uh, you know I, I'm not I'm not above calling people out if I see um, you know something that's just completely uh, not there. Yeah. Like, ben Ben Ben's looking at you, Baron Corbin. <laughs> it's funny you should mention Baron Corbin because we were going to do this show um, after Smackdown ended. It's, it's exactly 10, 10, 10 o'clock uh, p.m. on the east coast of the U.S. And uh, so it, the show's just ending, but I actually got in touch with my co-host. I'm like, can we start a little early? Just, <laughs> I don't have to pay attention to this. You know what? Normally, I'm the I'm that one person that really hates spoilers. I like to be surprised, but in this case, I don't care. I went and ruined it for myself by looking at the spoilers for SmackDown and Raw before the show even aired. 
And it really looked terrible from the results I read. Yeah, well, I, I did, any show that's, that's headlined by Baron Corbin versus Roman Reigns is probably not going to be one that uh, is to my liking. But, um, you know, speaking of, of Baron Corbin, I mentioned about, I think about two months ago on the show, mm-hmm. you know, once he actually won the, uh, you know, King of the Ring... Uh, tournament and uh, started that program with uh, Chad Gable. I said, you know, I'm really going to try to look at this guy through fresh eyes and give him a chance. And um, (laughs) actually, when the gimmick first started, I was like, okay, well, I can can see improvement. Um, But, you know, it's just, I I was mentioning to you off the air, you know, like, for his entrance right before um, his match with Roman, he came out, like, in his, in his normal, uh, you know, King of the Ring gallop, you know, the scepter, the crown. Yep. Uh, I, you know, I can't take it seriously because, because one, the crown looks like it came from Burger King. Oh, he, he looks ridiculous with that crown. And, and two, you know, he's wearing a tank top underneath all this stuff. <laughs> And it's just like, it looks like he's auditioning for a, for a, for a LARPing role in some sort of, some sort of video game reunion. Oh my goodness. It's just kind of, it's just kind of bad. Okay, so should we get into this uh, AEW Go Home show and then we're going to follow that up with our preview of the pay-per-view? Right, so uh, AEW Dynamite came from, came to us uh, this week from... Cody Rhodes' hometown of Charlotte, North Carolina. So yeah, the Bojangles uh, Coliseum. That, that's a that's a very odd name for a, for a arena, but I for some reason I I got a kick out of that. I don't know how they went from cricket arena to Bojangles Coliseum, but okay, whatever works for them. But yeah, whatever pays the most green. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so we were definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, to uh, for the show, so so the show opened with um, with uh, Trent versus Pac to kick off the the in ring action. Well, I should I should say uh, Pac. I don't know, but I don't know why they call it Pac nowadays. It's just really weird. I have no uh, idea. <laughs> Which thing in this match? Which thing in this match? Mirror to see a weird finisher there, the brutalizer. <laughs> yeah, well, in speaking, in speaking of the brutalizer, you know the uh, the submission move he has. Yeah. Um, one, it, lo- it looks like a modified uh, STF. Yeah. A la John Cena, and two, um, it was it was weird because when they went, um, when they, when they did the finish, and uh, you know. And uh, Trent was um, 
Yeah, no, 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 the black arrow. second match you know what I like private party but what do you think of this other team that they faced from your site. I think they take uh, the focus away from the, the from the actual uh, wrestlers themselves. Well, and, and that's what I say. What did I say? The dudes that form the human throne. Yeah, the uh, the creepers. Um, yeah, so we're we're thinking along the same lines there. Um, I mean, I'm gonna, I'm gonna I wanna I'm gonna I wanna see more from these guys. So like right now, I'm still not. Like getting behind them, but I'm, I want to. I'm gonna wait and see if I want to see like more from them. See what they can actually do. Absolutely. Um, but speak, speaking of speaking of a team that's gonna get some uh, momentum, I um I don't know about you, but I love Private Party. There's just something. Oh, I know, right? Them. Private Party's so fun. Oh, there's a match. Three Profits versus Private Party. I'm, uh, well, I'm just going to say, I, from what I see right now, I, I feel like um, Private Party is a more well-rounded team. Yeah. I don't know. Um, it, 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 speaking of uh, you know, 
category where it's like I can't really pay attention to his work because his body is so disgusting. <laughs> they 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 really need to uh, change his ring attire. Wait wait no wait no Christmas is coming up. They have the ugly Christmas sweaters. Maybe he'll get one. What? We're going back to 2002, 2004 there. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> With the Basham yeah. Brothers. This was a great promo. Holy jeez. This one was... Yeah, this was one of my highlights. Absolutely. And, um... You know, I think... I think this was one of the best promos that I've seen in at least uh, 10 years. I mean, because the purpose of of promos is to get people to buy into the pay-per-view, pardon the pun, and, and draw interest. And I think I think a lot of uh, wrestling promos nowadays fail to do that because they kind of follow the same formula kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But uh, uh, I give Cody credit; he really drew me in from the emotional standpoint. And um, you know, a lot of people are gonna are gonna mention the fact that he um, he called you know Jericho uh, a dick. <laughs> as, being, being the highlight, but to me, the highlight was was him uh, comparing uh, his and Jericho's upbringings. Yep. Because he was he was saying how uh, how Jericho has called him an entitled millennial bitch. Yeah. But yet, but yet Jericho grew up the son of a, of a famous hockey player. Have you have you noticed how that's the go to word for these guys? Yeah, well, well, and, and bitch is like the, the like the greatest wrestling insult in the world nowadays. 
That's what I'm saying. I don't get it. Like, if you know what I'm saying, that's like the go-to word. It's like, we have nothing to say, they use that word. Well, and, and it's just, you know, and for me, it, both, both in wrestling and, and in, in life as well, you know, I've always been mm-hmm. kind of like the anti-censorship guy because, you know, I'm like, I'm always, I've always taken the attitude of, Say what you're gonna say, regardless. You know, don't pull punches because at least then, even if I disagree with what you have to say, I know where you stand, and and it it's that's that. There's no there's no point in in censoring emotion in a lot of, in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, you know, and certainly I've been known uh, not to have a filter, uh, as you know, on this pot on this podcast because. I'm the reason you pulled the, uh, the 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 sanctions and allowed cursing on this on this show. Well, we were trying to get uh, like set up in the beginning. That's why we had to like uh, behave ourselves in the beginning. Well, what fun is it to behave ourselves? No, then once we got like established, then we can just go all crazy. Exactly. So. I definitely took that uh, took that invitation and ran with it. But another line that I really liked was was um, was Cody calling. I I thought the real highlight of the uh, of the promo was when uh, Cody called him a car, a, a carny succubus because he said he he needs this generation even though he he insults it. So. Um, I, to, to me, if if our listeners have not seen that promo yet, go back and watch I, it. I defy you to go back and watch it and yep. not be excited about seeing this match. Because mm-hmm. uh, it definitely sold me, and I'm, like, I'm so pumped up to see this match now. Uh, next up, we had. Riho and Shayna defeating Jamie Hader and Emi Sakura. No, no, you have the other way around. It's the other way around. Emi Sakura and Jamie Hader defeated Riho and Shayna. Oh, oh, um, um. Because Emi Sakura rolled Riho up for the three count. Yeah, I was, I'm sorry, I was, I was reading the, uh, I was reading the line up top talking about, uh, Talking about who was who was facing who in the in the match, but you're right. Um, I actually knew that. I just read it wrong. My bad. Uh, let's see. So, um, so yeah, Segura and Hater got the victory, which I was actually surprised about because uh, I would have expected uh, the champion. Uh, Riho to be on the winning side uh, going into... I have a, I have a question. What do, you, what do you think about Shanna? Uh, um, I haven't seen enough to, to make an opinion yet because last week was the first time I ever saw her. Yep, uh, this is her, se- this is her second uh, match on AEW. Uh, yeah, same with, uh, same with Jamie Hayter. Mm-hmm. Uh, it really seems like they're they're trying to put together their their women's division on the fly. Mm. Um, so which 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 in a way is cool, you know, 
because like we get to see all these people that I've never that I've never seen before, or no one heard of. Shana um, Shana used to be uh in, in part of Shine, or Sh- and Shimmer. I think both. But it, and and to me, I, I I've never seen either one of those companies. So for for me, it, it, this, this this is all new. So um. So I'm, from from all four of these ladies, I'm uh, I'm interested to see what's next. I think the only one is really firmly established. Maybe uh, Emmy Segura. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I believe. Um. So you know, nothing, uh, nothing negative to say. It's just I, I felt like. Uh. Maybe maybe it went a little too long. Maybe they could have. Um, maybe they could have used that time to build up uh, something else. You know, part of part of the problem that I see with um, with AEW, right, yep. is certain parts of the certain parts of the of the evening se- seem to lag because yeah. you know you you go from a from a hot segment such as such as Cody's. Uh, promo, or like you might have like a really good match, such as uh, Pack versus versus Hangman that had you know direct uh, full gear implications, uh, and then and then you go um, you go into something like this where you really haven't had time to to build up a storyline or or give give fans a reason. To give a shit about what's going on in that match. And you know how I know um, when this when a show isn't really great is like I'm sitting there and I'm like literally falling asleep and it and I hate that because it's like I want to be watching it. I want to see like a good show. Yeah, and like this and and this show outside of outside of certain things, I think outside of the first match and then uh, Cody's promo. For the rest of it, I was just kind of bored because I, yeah. I was going, I was going back and forth between, um, <laughs> between watching the show and doing research for the, the podcast this evening. So, um, so it's just kind of weird. And and to that point, uh, the next match we had was a squash match between Sean Spears and. Uh, you know what? Is it just me or Sean Spears is so boring? Well, I'll tell you what. This match was boring because we really haven't seen anything of consequence from Sean Spears since he, uh, since he busted open uh, Cody Rhodes. Yeah, but yeah, but he used to be so so. He used to be more fun in the WWE as uh, Ty Dillinger, and now like now he's in AEW. He's just like this really boring character. Well, to be honest with you, I thought both characters were boring, but I I thought that I thought that his AEW character has more of an opportunity to grow. And um, when when they announced that Tully Blanchard was going to be his manager, I'm like, okay. This guy's gonna take off. You know they have really big plans for this guy, and so far he's just kind of gotten lost in a shuffle. And I think I think Tully Blanchard has been really misused 
in this role because like he's a he's a landmine to make a guy like a big star. You know, you could you can really use um you know, Tully to to get somebody over, I yep. think. And and it's just kind of missing the boat. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just um, I I don't know. But um, and then of course Joey Janela got involved because he was um, he came out to to, uh, to to save Cutler from a from an assault by the chairman with with a steel chair. Uh, and it, I don't know, I don't know about you, but I, there's just something about Joey Janela that I just don't like. Yeah, I'm not a Joey Janela fan. I, I can't connect. Yep. To the character. I agree. I don't know. I don't know. I just you know I kind of I kind of zone out when he comes on the screen. Yep. And it's it's not and like I said I haven't seen enough of Joey Janela to really tell you you know it's his fault. I, there's just something about it that's just. Uh, mm-hmm. that's just not connecting with me. Um, <coughs> and the, the, uh, yeah, and so the, the next match was, uh, the main event, Hangman Page and Kenny Omega versus Chris Jericho and Sammy Guevara. And the Spanish I, I God. <laughs> The Spanish God. Uh, yes, he's a, he's a sexy he's a sexy bitch, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> just, uh, just, uh, just he's so uh, brutal. I can't stand Sammy Guevara. Although I'm I'm not sure why a 48 year old man would find a 20 some year old man <laughs> a, a sexy Spanish God, but that's hashtag like, creepy Jericho. Uh, Part at the end. Yeah. Um, All, like everyone attacking everyone. It's like, oh my god, did you. Before we go on, uh, speaking of Jericho, that video, did you see Virgil? We got something between of Virgil. Soul Train Jones, not that I remember. No, I, I, yeah, I, caught that. I caught that and I was confused. It took, me, it, it took me a minute to realize that it was Virgil. He still looks the same, just older. Yeah, he's, he's 
Yeah, he took tips from Goldberg in that department. <laughs> Jeez. Although, although, to be honest with you, as much as I, as much as I respect Bill Goldberg, I'm not sure <laughs> if I want to see him in the ring again. Yeah, no. Uh, same with, uh, same with The Undertaker. Mm-hmm. But I, I digress. So yeah, they had this match, uh, I don't know, it fell apart at the end. It was just okay, but it was the end that really took me out because it felt like uh, felt like the ending of a WCW episode, of a Nitro episode. Yeah, I, I can see that. You know, I, 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 li- I liked it better than, than certain, um, certain aspects of other shows. But over overall, I really I really liked how this show pushed the pay per view and, and made it feel important. Yep. Because I feel like so many I feel like there are so many wrestling pay per views that sometimes it just feels like we go from one to the next to the next to the next to the next. I know, right? So like tomorrow um, tomorrow's AEW, then we're already up on Survivor Series in a few weeks. Well, to, and to be to be honest with you. I actually um, slipped into this again, and I promise we'll get back to, to AEW. Um, I don't know about you, but I'm actually uh, enjoying like the the NXT versus everybody build to. Yeah, um, it's really good. Yeah, it's really great. Yeah, I'm enjoying and that a I lot. Like, I feel like that adds an interesting caveat that's been missing from mm-hmm. from the Survivor Series because. You know, as as you and I both know, for years, you know, the selling point of Survivor Series was the five-on-five tag, and <laughs> like in recent years, that has just lost its lost its shine so much. Yep. Where I, where I felt like <coughs> Survivor Series was gonna lose its position as one of the big four pay-per-views, but because of the NXT involvement in it, it feels kind of kind of different and kind of important and um you know any any time that NXT is involved in something I will always cheer my ass off but it, I, I'm just hoping that they don't get buried because they're on a main roster show you know what I mean yep uh, more specifically a main roster big four pay-per-view such yeah. as Survivor Series so I'm really hoping that they use that as a showcase for them, because you know, judging from a lot of the reaction that that the NXT stars have gotten from uh, from like the main roster fans, the main roster fans don't know who these people are. Like I'm I'm convinced because like the way that they reacted to Adam Cole uh, on on Raw was terrible. Uh, you know, it's just kind of like, okay, you know, who are these people? And, um, I'll tell you what, when, uh, when Shayna Baszler came out last week, man, I, I didn't even shit myself, but yet, the, you know, the, the crowd was, was just awful. And I'll, I'll tell you what, on, on Raw, um, this, this past week in, in Long Island, oh my god, that crowd was 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 fucking dead. I, I mean, it, it was just like, are you in a coma? Like, is like <laughs> is this a bad show or a bad oh, crowd? Or like, 
I mean, you know, like, a show can't be really that bad week after week after week. The crowd has to be completely dead. I mean, I know, I know it's, the Raw's not being great, but, like, the crowd can't be, possibly be that dead. Why pay for a ticket to go to a show? It's kind of not going to, like... And then they're going to go online and complain about it afterwards. Exactly. And... And that's my point. I mean, it's it's crazy how we how we think along the same lines from time to time. And they they were complaining about this AEW show on Wednesday night. How it was uh, the half of the arena was empty. Well, I I didn't, I didn't see that. Although you know, I I do see I do I do see reports of like empty arenas sometimes, but like. Yeah, but how do they know what part of the show that was? That could have been AEW Dark and people were still coming in to the well, building. Exactly. Like, and that's why I pay so much attention to what actually happens on the show. Because, like, I don't care about the backstage rumors and all of that yeah. bullshit. I care about what goes on my screen. You know what I mean? And I have a question. Um, again, why, why do... People care so much about the ratings. I see people posting the ratings for both the next scene and AEW. Like, do does the rating affect? Is the rating supposed to affect your enjoyment of the product? I don't get it. No. I don't understand. For, for no. me, I, I don't care about ratings. I just enjoy the show. Well, exactly. But I, I think you know, from a business perspective, I understand it because it's a. It's a TV product, so obviously, for for the driving forces behind the show, you know, being TV, the ratings are going to matter to a certain extent. Um, no, I'm talking but, about like fans. Why does it? No, 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 but like that's my point. I'm oh, okay. So, like, from from one perspective, yeah. like backstage and from like corporate, I get I get why the ratings are important. Right. You know, I'm not I'm not blind to that. Right. From from a from a fan perspective, the rating should mean shit. <laughs> because like you know what the hell. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and I I think I think that's re- reflective of how the internet has really. Uh, I I didn't go as far to say like the internet has has damaged pro wrestling. And really dated uh, pro wrestling fans mm-hmm. a lot, you know, because like now with the age of social media, which have I mentioned on this show how much I hate social media? Because I do. Oh, I know. I mean, I, I I could I could just I I could go on a Shakespeare esque monologue <laughs> regarding regarding my hatred of social media. Oh I just, no. But um, yeah. So I think I think that that that's changed you know, pro wrestling for the for the worst in a lot of regards. I mean, there there are good aspects to it, I I guess. But mm-hmm. you know. But anyway, back to, to AEW. So now that we've we've reviewed the show with yep. the uh, dynamite. No. Yep. Now we're gonna move on to the pay per view. Exactly. AEW uh, full gear from. Baltimore, Maryland, your neck of the woods, 
and it will be at the Royal Farms Arena. You've been there for yeah, like that. yeah many times. Oh, for, for various shows. Oh, and um, the smell is absolutely awful. Oh wow. Oh. I'm, I'm, I'm just being honest. Like that's not to, you know, that's not to crap on anybody. Right, right. I'm just, right. I'm just saying that that place smells like a cross between a garbage dump and a zoo. Oh jeez, yikes. <laughs> Okay, so on this show we have a total of eight matches, and on the uh, pre-show, which I guess I don't know why they call it the buy-in. That is so such a weird name for the pre-show. But anyways, uh, we have a Bea Priestley versus Britt Baker. Why would you? Okay, here, and here's a question. Okay, we can we can switch roles. I'll be the I'll be the interviewer. Okay. Okay, interviewer. Now, now Mr. Gentleman. Uh, Elio, we've talked in the past about our mutual hatred for pre-shows, but might might I ask, in your professional opinion, what the hell is the point of having one match on a pre-show and calling it a pre-show? Exactly. Only one match, ladies and gentlemen. Like the rest, there's gonna be so you're gonna have seven matches on the live sh- event and only one on the pre-show. That is just absolutely ridiculous. And if if I if if I were the women, Britt Baker and and be a Priestley, yep, I would be significantly pissed <laughs> off. And these two really apparently really hate each other because it'd be a Priestley was the one that I literally. The injured on Britt Baker. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think I think that was at um. At if, um, I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, that was at Fight for the Fallen. Yeah. Yeah. And she and she got a legitimate concussion because of yep. Priestley. So this um, is uh this is on the kickoff and uh, this when I'm going with Britt Baker. Absolutely, uh, for sure. I would be shocked if Britt Baker didn't win. <laughs> Okay, from top, from bottom to top, we got Joey Janela versus Sean Spears. Accompanied by Tully Blanchard. Accompanied by Tully Blanchard. Uh, I would have to go with uh, Sean Spears on this one. I just, I, I think he needs the win more than Joey Janela does. Yep. And I, 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 I feel like he, he, like I said, really needs it, but especially with... Tully Blanchard's involvement, I, I, I just don't think that Sean can afford the loss. Next we have for the AEW Tag Team Championships, it's a three-way and this match really hurts me. We have SCU versus the Lucha Brothers versus Private Party. It hurts me because I like all three of these teams. No, that's why. Yep. They just won. So, yep. I understand. I understand why they're having an AEW tag team title match. 
SCU. Then for the Women's Championship, we have Rio versus Emi Sakura, and again, I'm going with Rio in this one because she just won the championship. Uh, yeah, exactly. And I, I would have to 100% agree with you. Then we have Adam Page versus Pac. Hmm. That's, to me, that's the most difficult one to pick. Yeah, it um, is. Because if you really think about it, in my book, neither one of them can afford the loss. Because, because you know, if if you if you break it down, okay, sorry, I went all DX there. You're a, you're a nerd. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm a nerd. <laughs> did cut that promo where uh, after his match uh, where he said things haven't been going this way lately but it's going to change at uh, full gear. Yes, and once again, uh, all, the, all the, you know, pre-pubescent fans lost their, lost their minds <laughs> because he said shit. And oh I swear, my god. It's, what? Like they, it's like they clapped their hands just because someone said a cuss word. Jeez. Like, you know, you, I mean, do you understand, like, I use, I use the word fuck, like, it's going out of style. Like, it's just part of my regular vocabulary to the point where I don't even realize I'm using a cuss word, and then you turn on a, you turn on a wrestling show, and somebody says shit, and they lose their damn mind. <laughs> yeah, right. I don't get it. It's like, you know, we're not, we're, it's like we're not grown men who haven't used Worse words than that on a daily basis for the last 20 freaking years. So then we have the Young Bucks versus Proud and Powerful. Well, hold on, because uh, did we actually make our picks for Yeah, I think uh, we both, we bo- I went with Paige. Didn't, I thought you said you were going with Paige as well. Because you, you said no. Pat can go, always go back and feud with John Moxley. Oh, yeah, okay. I'm making sure. Yeah, so we're both taking page on that one. Yep. Okay, cool. So we have the Young Bucks versus Proud and Powerful. Oh, God, aside from the fact that I hate that name. Yeah, that's a terrible name, isn't it? Sounds like some sort of uh, movement. <laughs> right. Now we, uh, 
again, why, why, why can't they call themselves LAX? Is it Impact owns that name? I guess. I don't know. But either way, proud and powerful. It's just a terrible yeah, name. Yeah. Um, you know what? I don't know. Um. I I want to pick them, but I have a feeling that the Young Bucks are going to win. Um, yeah, I, I well, it, it's kind of it's kind of weird though because remember, um, San, Santana and Ortiz have, have been the ones coming out on top in the uh, in the sneak attack department. But I just I I feel like I feel like the young bucks are gonna are gonna win this one as well. Okay, and then we have for the AEW Championship, Chris Jericho versus Cody. If uh, Cody doesn't win, he will never again challenge for the championship. Well, see, and I did not like as much as I liked the promo. Yeah. I didn't like the announcement that came with it because if you think about it. Okay, because now they've really painted themselves in the corner. Because what you're you're never gonna have Cody challenge for the for the for the world title. I mean, to me, that's bullshit. <laughs> yep. And you can just sense that that stipulation isn't gonna stick, regardless. Right. I mean, it's just. It's terrible. So I, I'm I'm picking Cody uh to in this one. And then in the last match on this card, we have John Moxley and Kenny Omega. I, I feel like John John Moxley has to win. Yeah, I'm going with John Moxley as well. Absolutely. All right, fans. So that is uh, the lineup for Full Gear taking place tomorrow night from the Royal Farms Arena in Baltimore, Maryland. Um, we will be back on Sunday night with our reaction, and then um. With the dreadful shows that were both Raw and SmackDown from this week, Ugh. I'll be sure to get. I'll be sure they call the workers in to reinforce my walls. Um. Well, can I just say you're gonna have to ask them to build a bunker because I think I'm gonna lose my absolute mind. I just. Oh. oh. I I I really think they're gonna have to build a soundproof bunker. PNC exclusive. Yeah, exactly. I just, I, I can't contain myself with this main roster. <laughs> but at least, at least tonight we got a break and we got the opportunity to talk um, AEW, and I'm, I'm very excited um, to uh, to see what they do with it. Mm-hmm. And the fact that it's in my hometown, I I have no choice but to pull for it, and, and hope it does well. Alright, so fans, for my co-host Ben Pierce, I'm Elio Canella. We will talk to you all on Sunday night. Ben, say goodbye to the fans. See you later, guys. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening.